Welcome to the Fretman Popcat Show. On today's show, we'll talk about today in music history. We also sit down and take a call from the band Roses and Cigarette with Jenny Pagliaro and Angela Petrelli. And in today in music history, 1962 U.S. soul singer James Brown records his legendary Live at the Apollo album. In 1977, Rolling Stones' Keith Richards was fined 205 pounds after admitting of having cannabis and Chinese heroin. 1987, Michael Jackson started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts with the song Bad. Also in 1987, Sting went on to number one on the U.K. album charts with the third solo release, Nothing Like the Sun. And that's all we have for today. Kids, stay in school, don't do drugs. Today I have the ladies from the band Roses and Cigarettes, Jenny and Angela. Ladies, welcome to the Fretman's podcast. Thank you for taking time to talk to us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, hello. Thank you so much for having us. And I know it's been a while that uh, you guys have been uh, busy uh, working on another album, I believe. Yes, we're, uh, we've got one more session in the studio. This is Angela here. And uh, yeah, we've got one more session and then all the all the instrumentation and vocals are done and it's off to mixing. We are so excited. It's been um, a labor of love. How did you first start with music? Let's start with that. Ooh, let's see. So this is Angela here. I, um, I knew I was going to be musical or I knew I'd play an instrument when I was four. I remember watching my mom play guitar and it wasn't until I was nine that I formally picked it up and and started playing, but there was always music on in the house, and, and I knew I'd be musical, I wasn't sure what instrument it was going to be, but I wanted to play drums at first, my parents lovingly asked if I would do guitar instead, so. <laughs> so yeah, I, I can't believe you waited for the ripe old age of nine. I did, the ripe old age of nine. Ripe old age. Um, I, Jenny here, I, um, I was always, you know, like Angela, there was always music in my house. My dad plays guitar and bass and he sings and my older sister was um, an actress and she did a lot of music, musical theater. My mother is an actress. So my, my house was very creative um, and I just knew from, I don't even remember the first time I like knew that I knew how to sing. I was just like, I'm gonna sing now and this is what I do, I can sing. <laughs> what uh, is your other instruments you guys play? Um. I dabble in guitar and I dabble in mandolin. Angela dabbles more than I do. <laughs> in, in the mandolin, yeah. I'll pick up a bass if I have to. You'll sit at a piano. I'll sit at a yeah, piano. I'll sit at a piano. You kind of figure it out. You're musical. You're well, you, musical. You, you know, you know theory and kind of figure it out, but it's always, it's always fun to, to go and, and, and explore other instruments that you're not completely, you know, familiar with and, and play them. It's super fun, so. Yeah. Right. Anything, anything with strings, I, I, I'd like to think I could try and figure out. 
Awesome, awesome. Now, now that we're talking about studio instruments, what would a typical day be for you at the studio right now? Ooh. Oh, Lordy. So right now, it's not too, too much, but I'll tell you, for the past few months, the typical days at the studio, you know, it depends who's up. The way we record is, you know, drums first, and then usually Angela's doing all of her guitar work. Um, and then we start layering in the vocals. Um, and so it, it has really depended on days that I had to sing. You know, we'd be in there. I'd probably bust out three songs at a time, do them each five times. Um, and that takes a lot of energy, you know, and you're there for like, we do it in these small pockets of after yeah. a long work day, you know, we all meet at seven o'clock at night, record from seven to 10 and try and get it out. So, and for Angela, you know, I don't, it, it's a lot of, your fingers are tired. Out. It's a lot of, you know, it, it, there's a lot, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of preparation too with this album as far as, you know, guitar licks that we wanted or harmonies that Jenny and I would go over. Um, there, there was a lot of, of music prep beforehand and, you know, rehearsals even leading up to having, drums tracked on the album. We did a weekend of rehearsals with our drummer, Vic Vanicor, and went over and, and, you know, went over parts and, okay, these are, the, you know, these are the pockets that we want, and we, you know, figured out BPMs and that sort of thing. So the four of us, or along with our producer, Mike Lyons, we all, you know, sat together and, and, and really played through these songs and rehearsed them well enough to when, you know, we tracked drums in the studio. It was, it was super fun for all of us and, and creative, so... Awesome. Yeah, that was that was a great experience. <laughs> so when you're in the writing mode, uh, you know, you're at the studio, you're you're working on a song. Do you guys put yourself? Do you guys have deadlines, or you just let it flow and see what comes out? Kind of. We're writing. usually letting things flow. Um, it seems to be with both of us that you know the writing comes in spurts. So usually one song will come to us. Somehow, you know, whether Angela comes up with it on guitar or whether I hear a melody and lyrics and then I'm singing to her and then she's writing guitar parts. Um, somehow the song shows up and we usually work on that for a while. Um, sometimes we'll have two kind of show up at the same time and we work them out together for a bit and then usually we go to our separate corners and work on the things that we need to work on and take some time with and let marinate. And then we come back together, you know, nice. um, yes. we love to, you know, just send each other like, um, I just came up with this, here you go. And just record a voice memo and send it off, you know, and nice. get the process going. So I feel like, um, we're a little bit more of the traditional sense, um, where, you know, most people release a single every few months and maybe, a three, four track EP once or twice a year, you know, we are kind of on that same like three year, kind of that older schedule of doing a full album too. We want full albums. So we, we feel like we have stories to tell and, and you know, it's, it's nice to have that on, on a full album. And, and that brings me, it's a good segue what you bring up right now because that brought me to where I saw you guys on YouTube as singing as fast as you can. And that oh, really yes. touched home for me, um, being a family member who's lost uh, several relatives and loved ones to cancer. And it, it really touched home for me. And that's 
for me was, Thank you know, you I so need much. to talk to them. I need to talk to these ladies and, uh, and, and, and hear your, and hear your story and what inspires you to make music and such great music. Thank you. Um, you know, I think both of us are really under the belief that music is incredibly healing. And I know on my side that it's all I ever really wanted to do. And it's all I ever really felt put here to do um, was make music and be creative and perform. Um, so when I got sick, I knew that that was still my goal and that it was still what I wanted out of this world and this earth. Um, and I have a phenomenal friend um, and, you know, sister and Angela, and she wasn't going to let this die because I got sick. And, you know, she shows up to cook me dinner, bring me groceries the same way she shows up with her guitar to play songs. So for us, it was a driving force, for sure. Angela, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Thanks, buddy. I feel like I've been chit-chatting. <laughs> um, it's, music is, is healing, and, and, you know, we were talking about this today. Um, you know, we're just thankful to be doing this every day. And, you know, and, and some days, you know, it's just it's hard to be thankful. They and frustrating. You know, so, but that, you know, thus is, is the life of being an artist and, and, and following our art. And, and, you know, it's, it's important for us to stay grounded and just to be thankful that, hey, listen, you know, we, we get to make music and, and, and play and perform for a living. Like, it's just, it's just wonderful. You know, we're living the dream of many of us. <laughs> Absolutely, and that, you know, we can share our story through art and through music. It's just, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. It is. It is. And, you know, I'm, you're welcome. Is there a mentor or, or something that inspires one, you know, each, each of you? Um, you know, as far as an in-person, someone that I know who mentors me, um, I just say the, the the biggest one has been our producer, um, Michael Lyons. Um, you know, I, I was friends with him. I've been friends with him for 12 years. Um, he has pushed me to grow as a songwriter and as an artist um, from the very first moments we started working together. And, you know, the reason we work together is I had auditions at The Voice and he was accompanying me. Um, and playing guitar with me doing that. And then we just started writing and, and, and then I met Angela and everything took off from there. But he constantly pushes me. He constantly pushes us, um, to be the best version that, that we can be. So he's been, he's been a big person for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anybody for you? I mean, Jenny said it with Mike. You know, we we're also talking about that today, how he, he pushes us in the studio. To, to really be our best selves and okay, you girls come up with a good hook, you know, <laughs> all right, Jenny, need you to come up with the good hooky melody here, all right, Angela, let's, you know, come up with a cool riff here, you know. Right, he's always telling me to write a bridge and Angela <laughs> to write a lick. 
you know, and my uh, my guitar teacher Jimmy Scott too is is another one who who pushed me as a player and as a musician and. You know, he was, I, I studied under him for, gosh, eight, nine years, and he taught oh, me wow. everything I know, you know, whereas, you know, as, as far as playing the instrument itself and, and being a professional guitar player and musician and how to how to hold yourself as a musician and, and to know your worth as a musician, um, how to, you know, how to be part of a team and a band, you know, that's something yes. that's very, very important to me is, okay, we're, we're a team here. You know, it's not one person that makes this band. It's, it is all the hard work of everybody, you know, and, and listening to each other. And it's, you know, it, it, he, he taught me that and Mike teaches us that all the time. And, you know, we're just we're very lucky to have a lot of good folks around us to, just to make us the best musicians. Really, we, we are some of the luckiest people I know because we have, we have people around us that are just kind and are doing this with us and are on journey with us. And it's, it's really, we're lucky. So when you finish an album or a single, do you guys actually listen to it afterwards? <laughs> we just do it a lot. I mean, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> you listen more than I do. <laughs> Angela listens back for all the details more than I do. I have a tendency to be a little like, okay, I'm good. I like to like, cause it's me, like even, gosh, this was like maybe a year after we had released the, our, our first album. And I remember listening back to Driving. So it's the first song off the album and hearing the drum part and how it completely matched the hits of my guitar solo. <laughs> and I was just like, Mike, you, 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 you clever guy. You know, evil genius. You know, it was just really, really <laughs> neat. Um, I like to, I like to listen back to those little things and, the yeah, it, it's fun, but it, you know, and it's, yeah, and it's, you know, it's a timestamp too. So it, it gets a bit nostalgic oh. too, listening back. <laughs> you know, like, oh man, I remember when we wrote that. I remember when we were in the studio coming up with that part. And that's amazing then. You know, even though you didn't, you know, in your case, you created the song. You know exactly where you were at the studio, what you were doing, what you were drinking that moment. But for the general public... Usually a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to whiskey down in just a second. <laughs> but, you know, for the general public, when you hear that song, you know, it brings you, it takes you back to a certain place or something that you did in life. That it reminds you, yeah. just because of the song, and I find that fascinating because the mind is—it's—it's it's incredible what it does. And you know, this universe, I believe, there's a lot of vibes in the air, and everybody lives off vibration and frequencies. But everybody thinks I'm nuts for that. But uh, you know, it's, it's oh, amazing. No, no, no. We're, you're you're speaking our language with vibrations, <laughs> and frequencies, and energy. <laughs> um, now, during when you guys are um, at the studio. Do you guys go uh, behind the, uh, the booth? Uh, do you guys run the board? Do you guys do any post-production? No, we really leave that. Um, we leave that all to our producer. Um, we are very lucky that um, he is a producer that's not the kind of producer that's like, I'm the producer, this is my vision, I'm the one producing the song. If there's something we don't like or something we want to hear more of, or something we want to try, 
he is very open and very much this is your music. Yes, very, very collaborative. We, nice. yeah, we talk about the songs and, and, you know, things we'd like to hear and the vision that we have and the kind of vibe that we want. Um, we all, all three of us, we came up with a playlist of, okay, songs that, you know, it, it inspired us on, on this album. You know, so when we went into production and writing, we had those as little, oh, yeah. Yeah, see. pre-production list of, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we kind of used the guitar tone from this yes. for this song? Or, yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's very collaborative when we're in the studio, for sure, with Mike. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blast. We learn a lot from him, too. Command Z. Yeah, that we know, that's the only thing we know how to do on Pro Tools is Command Z. <laughs> now, is there a particular song that you wrote or have written that you hear it and it's like, no, I, why does everybody like that? I mean, I, you know, everybody loves it, but except you. Is there any particular song that? Um, there's there's none that I would say like there's none that I would say that I'm I'm like I don't get it but I I will say and this is like with all honesty it's like whiskey down like I knew exactly why I was writing that I knew exactly what I was doing and it wasn't um so to me it's a bit contrived but it's the one everyone likes, but I do not think it's like, our, I do not think it's our best song. And I don't think it's the best thing lyrically or storytelling wise that I've ever written. Um, you know, the, the melody, the melody and the lyrics kind of came to me. I wrote that one with Mike, with Michael Lyons, our producer. I wrote that one with him. Um, and I just always kind of think like, yeah, it's a great song and it's super fun and, and, and I love to play it and I love to perform it and I love watching people sing the lyrics. But I'm always just kind of like, whatever. Like, it's not the best song we wrote. <laughs> so I don't know if you feel like if there's one you feel like we've written that people really like that you're kind of like, whatever about. Oh, gosh. And I said, with you down, honestly, like, I think it's not the best or the most creative or the most interesting. You know, it's the party song, and every band's got to have a party song, and that one's ours. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but we love it, yeah, I mean, it's super fun to play. We love it, so fun to play, it's so fun to just completely rock out to, like, I love it. You know, but I, I think, like, the songs from our, our next album, Echoes in Silence, I think, are... We've we've gotten to know each other better, not only as people but as songwriters. And, and there's a different depth. There's a different depth. There's a depth to um, the subject matter because obviously, like, there's always going to be bad boyfriends to write about, and we write about that. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's also, you know, the cancer, and um, you know, I we had one of um, a good friend um, for a long time of mine that Angela became friends with too. You know, she passed away from breast cancer. Um, oh, well, before we wrote this and when I was um, going through it. And so there's, we just had so many more things that I think created a different depth to this album. And it wasn't mm -hmm. just writing. It was, it was, 
you know, there were, there were parts of me that were writing this thinking this was the last thing I was, that this could be the last thing I was ever going to write. And so I wanted to leave something out. I wanted to leave something. Yes. Um, and, and so that, that just created a different depth, I think. It feels, it feels like it's coming from the soul. And it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Thank you. Do we lose you? Oh, there you are. Okay. Oh. No. <laughs> I know there was kind of a delay there. Now, from the the first album that you created till today, do you feel like you've grown musically? Oh, yeah. Leaps and bounds, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we have. You know, it's important to us to not make the same album twice. And, you know, I, I think as far as with my guitar playing on the album, it was, it was important to, okay, really push myself as a guitarist and, okay, coming up, you know, with different sorts of melodies and really, it's, an, it's important to me to really listen to what Jenny's saying, not only by her inflections and her melody, but what words she's actually saying and how can I, you know, be the voice, you know, with, with strings. And to, to really be able to collaborate and to, to really form this, this very cool sonic space of, of, of voice and, and, you know, a stringed instrument. Um, yeah. And, you know, plus there's a lot more guitar solos to help them too. So, <laughs> you know, gotta, yeah, did a lot more. Did, this, this album is pretty strat heavy. Um, played a lot of strat on this album and, and Telecaster got to, um, Got to play through a vintage 64 reverb, which was pretty awesome. Wow. That was super wow. fun. Yeah, like a real, like a real one. That's <laughs> not a reissue. Yeah. Like an actual yeah. real 64. Um, send a reverb. So that was pretty neat. Um, cool. Studio, right? No, I, no, that was for me. Oh, that's yeah, right. That was, that was Jimmy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and you can really hear it because I mean the songs this, this time around really called for that cool classic strat bluesy tone like we 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 covered bye bye blackbird um on this album and you know i know that song in particular i really wanted that cool eric clapton vibe of just really good sounding nice strat you know and then with our song like california going home it's like okay you know that allman brothers john marish type of vibe with the telecaster going through the 64 um, uh, that sort of thing, you know, the TF9 sounds, you know, I'm a big fan of those, you know, overdrives, um, and that sort of thing. So it was really pushing myself as a guitar player this time of, around to really express my voice as a guitar player. Um, you know, playing on a guitar that I really love. I'm a huge Strat girl, Fender <laughs> player. I love it. You know, but then on the flip side, you know, we have a song called Whispers in the Wind, which is about our friend Stacy. Um, and really delving into, you know, nice, open-tuned acoustic guitars as well. Um, I used my own 28 Martin on that particular song. And I know I, I always wanted to write a song with a beautiful open tuning. And I remember presenting, gosh, I want to say I had most of the, I, most of the idea on guitar when I sent it to you, right, Jenny? <laughs> Um, yeah, you had everything but, like, that bridge. but that, but the bridge part, the instrumental. You know. But you had, like, a chorus <laughs> in But, like, a cool, whimsical, sort of open-tuning acoustic. Yeah, which which didn't happen on the first album that I, I know, like, as a guitarist. Like, okay, I just really want, 
you know, song of ours on the next album to have that element. Yeah, because the one that we had on the first album that kind of had that element was piano-driven. Right. And you did baritone guitar. Right. So, oh, okay. yeah, it was definitely an exploration um, on both sides with, with you know, with on acoustic and electric. So, it's very fun. This <laughs> is very fun. I I'll bet it, it was. I'll bet it was. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like lyrically and musically from like a songwriting standpoint, it wasn't like where Angela has like a very like intentioned, you know, I'm going to grow in this way and this is what I really want to work on. I feel like as a songwriter, sometimes I just let it flow to me and, and what happens happens. And I think it's just learning and and the more you do it, it's it's like you know, this, this, it's greasing the wheel and it just gets better and better. It, you know, it, I don't know that I had an intention to make it better because I thought the first album was good. I think I just, you just kind of naturally grow when you grow. Yes, yes, and you do. And you do. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons why we practice every day. Yeah, exactly. Now, now that we're talking about instruments and, and gear, now, Angela, you're endorsed by Fender and Martin? Yes, we, we work, both of us, we work with Martin oh. and um, Fishman Electronics as well. Awesome. So we're currently awesome. having some new Fishman pickups put in our guitars as we speak, so we're super excited about it. We are. Whoa, I, just almost, gonna... I just almost bought a Martin guitar at Norman's Rare Guitars, too. It's trouble. <laughs> Norman's Rare Guitars. Yes. <laughs> We were hanging out there today, and it was lots of trouble. Now, how can fans connect with you guys and Roses and Cigarettes? Do you guys have a website? We do. You can find us on rosesandcigarettes.com. Yep. And then um, Instagram and Facebook, Roses and Cigarettes Band. And on Twitter, Roses Cigarettes. And um, also, if you would like to connect with us on Patreon to keep up with Everything we're doing, Patreon is um, an online tip jar, for lack of better explanation. Um, and we release exclusive videos, content behind the scenes. We're working on documentary footage about the making of this album. Um, and it's patreon.com backslash roses and cigarettes. Um, and we put up weekly videos. You can join for as little as $1. Um, and it's fun. It's a fun way to connect with us. We're posting lots of cool stuff there, so if you wanted to connect with us and really kind of see the stuff we're doing behind the scenes, Patreon is a place to be. Now, do you have any uh, shows coming up that uh, fans can uh, go and watch you guys live? Because you guys have a yes, we do. Set. We do. We we have a blast. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. Um, so our next show is Jenny's birthday show. And that's going to be October 26th wow. at the Mint in Los Angeles. Yes, we're bringing the full band. We got keyboards and bass and drums and nice loud electric guitars and vocals. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's wow. We are, opening, we are opening for Jessica Childress, um, who was on um, The Voice. I kept wanting to say the other show. It was like, wrong <laughs> show. Um, she was on The Voice, uh, amazing talent, beautiful singer-songwriter. Oh, she's really great. Check her out, too. Yeah, we saw her open for John Mayer um, like a year and a half ago, and now we're getting to open for her, so I'm hoping that gets us one step closer to opening for oh, Mayer. But that's, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. Right there. 
yeah. So October 26th at the mall. And come say hi. Tickets are 10 bucks. Come say hi. That's reasonable for anybody out there with any budget. <laughs> exactly. Reasonable for anybody out there. With... Now, outside of music, what's the latest book that one of you has read, or if you read any books outside of music related? We both love to read. I, I just finished The Alienist by, by Caleb Carr. I really liked it a lot. Oh. Um, I just read the last two books in the um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series by the new author. Oh. Um, really good. Um, and I really like that he kept it really close to what the original author did before he passed away. So that was great. And I'm in the midst of reading... Um, Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman's <laughs> the greatest love story ever told, and it's hilarious. Yeah, that's enough I needed the some, table for us. <laughs> yes, it's so good. I needed some good, um, light laughter after the, the you know, violence that is the girl's attack. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have balance in life somehow. Exactly. The Jaeger club or show that you performed and you guys were everything was spot on no issues and you guys were just rocking it and i have two when i think about like like venues that so last year we played a show a benefit concert at um at the paramount theater in downtown austin and um Mark Broussard was the headliner, and we opened the show, and it was just so much fun. It was so smooth. We had a band that we were playing with, um, uh, Circling Drones, that are a local Austin band. They were the house band for the night, and they just killed it. And it was so much fun to play in front of just that big audience and have all the other acts that were playing that night be there. Um, that, and then when we played the Cape Cod Women's Fest, it was, was so smooth and so fun. and It was pretty lovely. It was pretty lovely. Both beautiful historical theaters. And I'm sure you've had the contrast of that. The gig oh, of hell. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah, had a few of those. I had a pedal board decide not to work at Hotel Cafe a couple years ago. Oh. That was fun oh. and not stressful at all. So we had to do the show acoustic. That was that was fun. <laughs> I've just redeemed myself cool. with the pedal board at work. Um, but yeah, that was that was the, the worst possible scenario then that uh, we we lived it already so it's past us now exactly um that's that right never happens again oh god my stomach just dropped that was not fun check it off once never again <laughs> exactly and i just want to thank you ladies for giving me a chance to interview over the phone it was wonderful and it was great to learn more about roses and cigarettes uh don't forget you can catch these ladies at the mint October 26th. And with that, my friends, I leave you today. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Join the team. Join the fun. Please visit my blog, Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to get all updates as they happen. Don't forget to visit RosesCigarettes.com to get more information about Roses and Cigarettes, upcoming shows, and also merchandise that's available on their site. Don't forget to go to the Mint December 26th to celebrate Jenny's birthday as they go on stage and perform their awesome music. Don't be surprised if somewhere, someplace, when you least expect it, you will hear that one song that will forever change your life. Good night.
The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.